1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Joined now on the Hugh Hewitt Show by Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas. Good morning, Senator. How are you? I'm doing well, Hugh. I hope that you're
2: on the mend uh, from your uh, Genghis case-inflicted cold.
1: Uh, you know, you know what it's like to have small children. Yeah,
2: you know. Well, also recovering from last night's uh, loss as well.
1: Well, you know, I have decided the Senate's still in session, right?
2: No, no, we're out. Uh, oh, we're out for good or I, bad, depending. On the I,
1: I the wanted to have a law passed that the NFL tiebreaker should be most player games lost to COVID. That should be their number one tiebreaker. Oh. <laughs>
2: Well, you'll have a chance to redeem yourself uh, on Christmas Day by beating Mike Gallagher's Packers. So I know. Yeah, we can
1: still the, the the Browns can still win the AFC North. That's a, we just got to win out. So uh, Senator Cotton, I played you Joe Manchin, and I'm just curious: are senators human beings? Because if they are, he's got to be pretty ticked off.
2: Well, of course they are, and Joe Manchin has every right to be very ticked off. I think, if anything, Senator Manchin has shown quite a degree of restraint. Uh, in dealing with the radical, immoderate, intemperate uh, left in his party, uh, starting with the senior White House staff and going on to his fellow senators and representatives. I mean, Senator Manchin has made clear from the very beginning that he's fine with nothing. I mean, he tried to meet those Democrats halfway. Uh, We obviously have disagreements on on the substance of what the Democratic Party might have passed. Um, But the attacks on him, in my opinion, have just been beyond the pale. I mean, he's just standing up for what Three-quarters of West Virginians want him to do, uh, and you've got people running around on MSNBC and politicians like Bernie Sanders saying that this is the death of democracy, that a senator reflects the preferences of three-quarters of his uh, voters, and that 51 senators out of 100 in the Senate can stop legislation.
1: You know, there is a category of one, which is Bernie, and let's talk about the other 99 I actually don't think I quite got the Senate till I went to lunch for the first time in the Senate dining room a few years ago, because there you see all the senators and the, and I mean, you people work together for a lot of years. You see each other every day. It doesn't, it's a, it's a different workplace. You do not throw bricks at your friends who you see every day, unless you don't want to be their friend.
2: Yeah, Hugh, um, I mean, each senator was elected by the voters of his state to represent them, whether we like them or not, uh, whether we agree with them much or not. And the person who may be your implacable foe one day could be your indispensable ally the next day. You know, I worked last year with Sheldon Whitehouse, of all people, from Rhode Island to help accelerate disability benefits for persons diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. That's because we both had uh, folks back in Arkansas and Rhode Island uh, who had faced this very uh, deadly disease without the benefits of those accelerated uh, disability payments. Obviously, Sher- Sheldon Whitehouse and I haven't worked on much since then, but we have a very good relationship because of that work. Same thing with Ron Wyden and looking out for folks in the timber industry in Oregon and Arkansas. Uh, so it's always best not to make these things personal, and I try not to do so. Uh, some of my friends want to start a fight that's personal. I'm more than happy to end it. Uh, but uh, Joe Manchin uh, is one of the most agreeable and decent senators uh, in the uh, Senate, uh, and for the left uh, to go so uh, intemperately attacking him, I think really is beyond the pale, and of course it's not going to endear him to them.
1: Now, I, I, I don't know, so it's a genuine question. I know that Johnny Isaacson, the late Johnny Isaacson, was much beloved on both sides of the aisle. I get the sense, because Chris Christie told me that Joe Manchin was his big brother governor when he became a governor, that Chris Christie gets along, that, that Joe Manchin gets along with everyone. Is that a correct sense?
2: <laughs> well, there seem to be a few Democrats these days. He doesn't get along with You few. Yeah. Um, I, I certainly, uh, I have a very good relationship with, uh, with Joe, and I think all the other Republican senators do as well. And I do think that most Democratic senators understand that you know he does a pretty good job of reflecting opinion of West Virginians, which may differ from opinion of Californians or New Yorkers. Um, But you do have a few intemperate Democrats um, who have made personal attacks on him that I I just think are uncalled for. I mean, look, some of this, uh, a lot of this starts with Bernie Sanders, uh, who has the audacity to lecture Joe Manchin about how to be a good Democrat. Let's remember, Bernie Sanders wasn't even a Democrat until six years ago.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, Senator, I, I think that Senator Manchin has been very clear throughout, which is after the infrastructure bill passed, he said, you get another trillion and a half out of me over 10 years. But that's a hard stop. No gimmicks. No one year programs that will get extended. A trillion and a half over 10 years. Hard stop. Was I hearing him wrong? No, none at
2: all, uh, Hugh. And in fact, Joe Manchin uh, for these last six months has reminded me a little bit of the Can You Hear Me Now guy from those cell phone commercials. Yeah. He's been saying the exact same thing (laughs) for six months. It's just that Democrats uh, in Congress and down the street in the White House didn't want to hear it. And they kind of assumed that they just stuck their head in the sand and pretended that they didn't need to address his concerns about runaway inflation for working families in West Virginia or record debt. Um, or cr- discouraging folks from working um, or ruining our uh, energy economy by taking away reliable and affordable energy sources, that ultimately he would, of course, just go along. Um, whereas Joe Manchin said, that's not the kind of man he is, and that's not what uh, West Virginia stock are made of, um, and that he stood in the same position he's been along, which, again, he was not my position. Uh, my position is that we should have never started down this path, and I, I hope the bill is dead for good. Um, but Joe Manchin has never really uh, deviated at all from what he said. And he's been very specific about it. I mean, Hugh, we learned two months after the fact that he and Chuck Schumer had both signed the memo in July saying exactly what he would support. And Chuck Schumer kept that from his own members, uh, even though he kept saying that they were going to get something two or three times as big as that memo they signed. I mean, Chuck Schumer has a lot of explaining to do to his own members, some of which I think is driven by the fact that he's scared like a little girl of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez running against him in a primary. So he's willing to throw his own members under the bus to do anything to prevent
1: uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from running against him. Uh, She would beat him. Uh, And that's why he's worried. She would beat him. Senator, I want to change to a a much more serious. I'm not going to ask if Joe Manchin is going to switch parties because only Joe Manchin knows that. And I hope he does. But we don't know. I do know, though, I got on a plane on Wednesday and flew up to Minnesota and saw an ad and flew back on Delta, saw ads promoting when you're a captive person in an airplane, promoting Delta as the official sponsor of the genocide games. Now, they didn't say it that way, but I'm not sure Delta, who blew off Georgia and criticized Georgia for passing a bill to make elections easy to vote in and hard to cheat in is sponsoring the Genocide Games. What do you say to corporate? Your, your buddy Mike Pompeo was on yesterday. I want to give you the same at bat. What do you say to these corporations that are spending money on the Genocide Games?
2: Well, I'd say that it is a disgrace that Ed Bastian, the CEO of Delta, after condemning the people of Georgia for adopting a very sensible election law, something that made it easier to vote than it is today in New York or Delaware, is now sponsoring, running ads Uh, uh, promoting the genocide games in China. I can assure you, Hugh, I can assure you, I promise you, um, that does not reflect the opinion of thousands of his employees, the the gate agents in Little Rock, the baggage handlers in northwest Arkansas, the pilots in Minneapolis, uh, the flight attendants out of Salt Lake City, who are probably appalled that their airline continues to promote these games in a communist tyranny that is committing a terrible genocide against its own people. And they're going to have our own athletes held at risk while they are in uh, the Chinese mainland next year. Ed Bastian ought to be ashamed of himself,
1: as should every corporate CEO who is spending money to promote these Olympic games. I was at the gate when uh, uh, Captain Ryan plane for the last time he flew six million miles for delta before that he was in the military the gate announcement that was made honoring the captain as he did his walk-off did not tell us which branch he was in probably naval aviator and in any event he he got up and he said you know I, i really loved working for delta he didn't bring up sponsoring the olympics i think you're absolutely right i don't think anybody is going to profit by running ads during these games i think it's going to be a black mark against them in history
2: I agree with you. Um, you know, it's one thing to have a long-time relationship with the IOC and not want to end that relationship, but co- to continue to run ads and to promote the Olympic Games while China is committing a genocide against its own people, while it's menacing its neighbors, many of whom are our allies, and putting our own athletes at risk is appalling. Especially when some uh, corporate CEO like Ed Bastian at Delta was willing to go out and condemn the elected representatives of the people of Georgia for passing a law to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat, yet now he's flacking for the Chinese Communist Party. He ought to be ashamed for it, and frankly, his shareholders ought to hold him accountable.
1: Last question, Senator. Uh, a lot of accountants are pulling their hair out of their head because they were ready for BBB. They knew it was in there. Now it's dead. But there will be another bill next year, another reconciliation, and they've got to try and figure out what to recommend to their client. Of all of the tax provisions the Democrats didn't get this year, which one do you think they are most likely to try and push through next year?
2: Well, Hugh, amazingly, for a party that claims to be the champion of the working man, the tax uh, provision they're most obsessed about is a tax break for rich uh, millionaire mansion owners in California and New York. I mean, I'm sorry, Hugh, that you're still a, a denizen of the West Coast, but they want to reduce the, uh, or I'm sorry, increase the deduction for state and local taxes. And that was one of the single biggest provisions in the bill that the House passed. Again, amazingly benefiting primarily mansion owners. Uh, in New York and New Jersey and California. And you've got a handful of senators and congressmen who've said they won't vote for any bill that doesn't include uh, an increase in the state and local tax deduction. So if they pass any bill, I have to assume that it's going to be a massive giveaway for the wealthy.
1: Yeah, what's well, interesting, Senator, I gotta make clear. I am a resident of the Commonwealth of Virginia and I got to vote for Glenn Youngkin, but I still do own a home that would have benefited from a <laughs> salt deduction that's being lived in by my sister in law. But I am a Virginia clear
2: from every- he wants to make it clear for every person listening at the tax authority in California that <laughs> he has right. no ties to California. He is not a California resident, and he is not going to be subject to California taxes.
1: I will fight you, <laughs> California Franchise <laughs> Tax Board. I've got the receipts because my God, you know they do not let you go. It's like superglue. If if you get stuck to California, they never let you go. But I've got my I've got my receipts. Senator Cotton, Merry Christmas to you. I hope you stay healthy, and I hope the family stays healthy. I'll talk to you in the new year.
2: Merry Christmas to you, Hugh, and Dwayne, and to the whole Hugh Hewitt family, and all your listeners. We're truly blessed to live in this great nation. We
1: certainly are. Thank you, Senator Cotton. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.
3: This is Carol Platt-Lebow for TownHall.com. It's been said in Connecticut that Senator Richard Blumenthal would go to the grand opening of a garage door, but even he ought to have some standards. Recently, Blumenthal spoke at an event celebrating the 102nd anniversary of the founding of the Communist Party USA. What a disgrace. Imagine the outrage, and rightly so, if a conservative senator participated in a Nazi party event. Everyone knows Nazism is an ugly, murderous ideology of hatred. But so is communism. It, too, is a godless, totalitarian belief system characterized by envy and irrational hatred. In the 20th century alone, it's claimed 100 million victims across Russia, Eastern Europe, China, Cuba, North Korea, Vietnam, and Cambodia. Its evil face should be shunned by decent Americans just as the Nazi swastika is. Senator Blumenthal has now apologized for speaking at the Communist Party event, as well he should. Anyone who would mainstream or normalize communism is despicable. I'm Carol Platt-Lebow.
0: The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.